Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. And we continue with our American stories. It all went down in the city of Benton Harbor, Michigan in 2006. Andrew Collins was a narcotics officer. Jamel McGee was a new father of a baby boy. This is a story about forgiveness, brokenness, and true reconciliation from two guys who should have been hardened, bitter enemies. Without any further ado, let's hear how Andrew and Jamel's unlikely stories intersect, starting with Jamel. February 8th, 2006 was the day that forever changed my life. February 8th, 2006, really just another day for me. All I wanted to do was go to the store and get some milk for my son. All I wanted on that day was another conviction. So I caught a ride from some guys that I knew that probably would be up to no good. I had caught a guy with some crack. He knew a guy with some more crack, so we made a phone call. So we get to the store, and the guy asked me to use the phone. At the time, I didn't think anything of it, so I gave him my phone. 
So I get to the store and I see the vehicle, just like I was told. One guy in the vehicle and another guy comes out of the store. I'm not sure if he has something to do with it, but I'm going to make sure he has something to do with it. So I'm coming out the store and this guy's approaching me talking about he's a cop. Where's the dope? I'm like, what dope? I don't have any dope. I ain't got no dope. It ain't my dope. How many times have I heard this before? That's what everybody says. So I had him lock him up. How could I be going to jail for some drugs that isn't mine? How is this possible? Trial? He's going to take it to trial the way that I wrote that report? He's going to take it to trial? Oh, what a waste of my time. Well, I wasn't about to plead guilty to something that I know I didn't do. So I told my story and I got my conviction. And Jamel McGee was sentenced to 10 years in federal prison. So Jamel, could you share with us what it was like sitting in jail, sitting in prison, knowing you had 10 years over your head? It was rough. <laughs> it was painful. Um, <clears throat> I became a different person. I became very bitter, very angry, I mean, frustrated. I can't figure out why am I sitting here? Why am I in prison? I ain't do nothing. Why am I here? So with that, I became unapproachable. You couldn't talk to me. I wouldn't talk to you. It didn't matter who you was. I just didn't have no, no words for nobody. Um, and then if you try to talk to me, that's when the problem came in. I wanted to fight at that point. Um, so in prison, I'm sitting in prison, I'm just going through the motions. Um, I'm acting out um, on everything I want to do to Andrew, I'm doing it to other people. So hurt people hurt people. Okay, so I sit there and not knowing, not caring as I was hurting other people because I was hurt. Um, I felt like I had lost everything. There was nothing else that mattered at this point. So my attitude was, I don't care. So sitting in prison, um, it's really rough. I was becoming the person you didn't want to even come across. Um, then I had the awakening, like I needed something different. I needed to do something different with my life because everything I've done in my life, I find myself in these very situations. So this one day, three years into my sentence, it's a Bible sitting there on my desk, on my table. It's been there the whole time, never looked at it. Gave my life over to Christ at age 18, then again at 21, because at 18 I did it for my mom, because I wanted her off my back. So at age 21, I really got the grasp of, I need a relationship with Jesus myself. So um, I did that and but this time when I went to jail, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to lean on God for this because I did that all my other times. And this is clear. It's in black and white. I should be able to just present this or say this and I can get out of here. That wasn't the case. I had no voice. Nothing I said mattered at all, period. Um, so I'm still sitting here frustrated, man. To the Bible sitting here on my table, I grabbed a Bible. Today, I just said, you know, I'm reading the Bible today. Grabbed a Bible, started the first five verses in Genesis, and then my mind just went blank, and I was just 
hit with this message of let it go, let it go, let it go. And if y'all familiar, at this time, Frozen was not out yet. So <laughs> I, have, I had no idea what this song was, well, what this thought, this words, where it was coming from. And I wrestled with that like, no, nah, this was done to me. Like, this is my hurt. Like, I need to avenge that. I need to take care of that. I want to put my hands on him. I want to be the one to say I took care of that. So that was my goal for whenever I got home, was to find him and hurt him. That was my goal. It didn't matter when. I was going to do it. So after battling with these, these thoughts, I'm getting headaches trying to block it out, okay? Because I don't want to hear them. I'm trying to put something else in my head to get this thought out of my head. So later on, I go out and walk on the yard, and I'm walking around in a circle, and I just begin to reflect on my life, you know what I'm saying, as a whole, as, as far as I can remember. And I quickly realized that every situation, I had a choice. Before it even happened, I had a choice, but I chose the more convenient, easy way every time, which led me to foster care, juvenile, the links, the boys' homes, the prisons, the jails. My decisions led me there. So <clears throat> I'm like, you know what, God, it's your way. I'm tired of being in my way. I'm tired of this. My way hasn't worked all these years. So I need something different. So I kept walking on the track and I'm just like, you know what? I got to change. I got to change my life. I got a son. I want to see him. I want to be able to raise him. I want to be a part of his life. So I got to do something different with mine. So I get back to my cell and I prayed before I went to sleep. And I was like, you know what, God, I want to wake up tomorrow as if I'm at home. So I want to live every day after this as if I'm at home. So I got up that morning. My first thing to do was speak to somebody, which was very hard for me to do. And I came out and I was just like, all right, hey, first person I saw, hey, how you doing? They looking at me like, this dude is crazy. Who is this? Like, but I didn't care at that point what nobody thought. Because I said, I was going to go through with this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to adapt this change into my life. I'm going to do something different. And boom, I started building more relationships, started talking to people. You know, um, people was getting to know me. And then they was asking me questions like, man, what was so messed up with you all that many months and years ago? I wouldn't talk about that part because... Everybody that goes to prison says they're innocent, yes. So I didn't want to be a part of that. So I was like, nope, just brush that part off. So this one of these days, um, I go to work this one morning, and the, um, the people were calling me as soon as I got to work. And I'm like, my attitude was still kind of jacked up. So I'm like, if you want me, you got to come get me. So I got off work, and... When I got to the unit, guy was at the door and was like, hey, you know what, they've been calling you all day, you should probably go see what they want. First thing I thought of, like, man, I'm probably gonna go to the hole now for some stuff that I didn't did previously. And um, I was like, well, time to face the music, it is what it is. And you're listening to Jamel McGee tell his story. 
thrown in prison for a crime he didn't commit, set up by an officer, Andrew Collins. He tries doing it one way, the hard way, filled with anger and bitterness. And then one day he said, I had an awakening. I needed to do something different in my life. Their story continues. A crooked cop, an innocent man, and an unlikely journey of forgiveness and friendship here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we continue with Our American Stories, and we've been listening to Jamel McGee 
having served three years of his 10-year sentence, a conviction that was based on a setup by a crooked cop, Andrew Collins. Even though Jamel was innocent, he came to the conclusion that it was his bad choices in his life that had put him in this terrible situation. So he decided, well, to do something different with his life. He decided to follow God. Here again is Jamel and Andrew. So I go to the council office and he was like, hey, where would you go if you was released today, tomorrow, or six months from now? And I'm like, hmm, probably my grandma's house. He was like, I need address. Gave him the address and he was like, well, you got 15 minutes to leave. And I was like, I can leave out your office right now. I didn't ask to come in here. And uh, he was like, no. The fax machine beeped and he handed me the paper. And it was a letter from the judge saying my conviction was overturned and I had to leave the premises immediately. Me letting that anger, that frustration go, God opened the door for me to go. So there was some things going on with my life at that time. Uh, I had given my life to Christ at age seven in the back of a church. My uncle, who's only three years older than me, led me to the Lord. I just didn't understand what the heck it meant. Thank you, Jesus. So I went about my business as a high schooler, as a teenager, as a police officer. The more I was a police officer, the more wrong things I did. The more wrong things I did, the less I felt bad about them. It's a funny thing about integrity like that. The more you do the wrong things, the less you feel like it's wrong. So February of 2008, I get caught with crack, heroin, and marijuana in my office. And in one day, my life crumbled. All the money that I was making, legally and and illegally, gone. Friends that I had built, friends who I thought would be there for a lifetime. Nobody knows a police officer like a police officer. Y'all are my boys, gone. Because they were worried about their careers. Rightly so. My family, having to see my wife's face when I was trying to explain to her that I just lost my job. The day before, I was top cop in the county. I was, I, was, I was a big deal, especially in my own mind. And in a day, it was gone. So I went on a three-day journey. Day one got caught. Day two thought about suicide. There's no way I can get out of this. Day three, went and saw a pastor. Because on day two, my wife came home from work and saw that I was depressed and said, you need to go talk to that pastor that you've been going to. Because see, that whole being a Christian thing as a youth, God wouldn't leave me alone. So I called that pastor up and I said, I got to talk to you. He said, yeah, you do. I've seen the news. So I sit down with him and I tell him, I, I, I confessed everything. It felt so good to get it out of me, to finally admit what I had done wrong. And he listened patiently and he said, Ooh, boy, you're in trouble. <laughs> I remember thinking like, you, sir, are a terrible counselor. <laughs> like, I know I'm in trouble. What do I do now? And he said, where are you at with Jesus? I'm thinking, what? I just told you where I'm at with Jesus. I am a terrible person, man. I don't deserve him. And he said, none of us do. That's the beauty of grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. He paid it. You don't have to. He said, Andrew, you accepted Jesus as your savior. You've accepted the whole whole time that he saved you from your sins, but you've never let him be your Lord. Do you want that lordship? I said, I do, man, I do. This is my lordship, 25 years old, in your office, crying, thinking about suicide. He said, let's pray. So we knelt down there in his office and he prayed because I felt like if I talked to God, he'd strike me dead right there. I still couldn't wrap my mind around grace. 
and he prayed for me that, that, that God would become, that Jesus would become my Lord. We said, amen, I was bawling, and I said, what do I do next, man? I'm a man, there's like a list. There's gotta be a list of things I can do. That's how men operate, list. Give me a list and I'll check off the boxes. He said, read your Bible, that's it. Get to know your Lord. I was like, oh, I don't know if you ever read that thing, pastor, but it's kind of, it's kind of boring. He's like, no, man, God did something in you today. He gave me a, a Bible that was a little easier to read for me from what I grew up in. And I started reading. I was blown away at all the little bombs that were going off in my soul about Jesus dealing with people that were just as jacked up or even worse than me. And the longer I was away from police work, the less I felt bad I got caught and the more I felt bad for what I had done. It's a difference, y'all. So I went to the FBI and I said, look, I want to right my wrongs. There's some things that need to be reconciled. So I sat down, they put a, a stack of uh, reports in front of me and they said, we need you to look through all these reports and we need, to we need you to tell us which ones are bad. Highlight the ones that are bad. And I said, honestly, out of these 200 cases, it'd be easier to highlight the ones that are good. My corruption ran deep. And I started working it out one case at a time, one case at a time, one case at a time. And one of those cases was Jamel McGee. I opened it up and I said, that's a bad case. It's a bad case. So because I gave my life to the Lord and because I did the right things, all my problems went away and I've never had another problem since then. More, no, that's not what happened. I still had to go to prison, y'all. So, so January 09, I plead guilty. I go to jail. February 09, Jamel gets out. It's like, tag team, I'm in, you're out. Switch. <laughs> But the story don't stop there. 2010, August, I get out. I'm passionate about Benton Harbor. I feel like God's calling me back to the community. So I reach out to a pastor of a local church up there and he says, we're having this thing in August of 11 called Hoops, Hip Hop and Hot Dogs, H3. Outreach event, we want you to be a part of it. So I said, I wanna be a part of that. So I'm standing in Broadway Park like, okay, where are the people that I need to be reconciled with? Bring them, Lord. And then all of a sudden I see this man coming at me. like. He wasn't, he was coming at me. <laughs> he wasn't running, but he was coming at me. And he reaches out his hand and, and it looked like he wanted to shake my hand. I'm thinking, oh, cool, reconciliation. He said, you remember my name? And then he squeezed extremely tightly. <laughs> I said, Jamel McGee, and he squeezed even harder. And I was like, I got, I got the answer right. And, and I don't know, y'all can, he's got big hands. He, he ain't letting go if he don't want to let go. And he looks down at his son. He said, I want you to tell my son why he missed out on all them years of his daddy's life. I wish he'd have hit me. It'd have hurt worse. It'd have hurt less. I said, look, man, there's nothing I can do to make up for what I did, but I'm sorry. I offer you my apology. He didn't say anything. I could see the little, the little muscle in his jaw clenching. I said, you know what? I'm a, I got my daughter here at the park too. I know, hey, you know what? Maybe this will help. I know what it's like to be away from my daughter too because I spent 18 months in, in prison. And, and he said, I don't give a what you had to go through. <laughs> and I was like, that was the wrong thing to say. I was glad he could speak, but then I was like, oh shoot. Because what I did is I took everything away that I had just said. I had just made all these apologies and then I just basically took it right away. That's basically saying, yes, there's a problem, but everybody goes through problems, so it doesn't really matter that much. I'm about to get on a tangent. Jamel, what was that day like for you in the park? I call that the test um, because that day was, it was a test. I got out, um, I got to meet my son. 
for the first time. Um, and he wanted to go to this park. It was He's seen a lot of people standing out there. I'm an introverted person, so that was not going to happen for me. So <laughs> I'm like, uh-uh. And he was like, yeah, I want to go over there. So I didn't want to disappoint him. So I'm like, all right, come on, let's go. And I said to myself, I'm going to just stay on the sidewalk and let him run through the park. And walking down the sidewalk, I'm like, I thought I seen Andrew in, up under the pavilion. I'm like, no, that can't be him. Not in Broadway Park. Not at this park. This park usually don't end well when it's a lot of people out here. And I know that just can't be him right there. And he turned around, and I'm like, yeah, that's him. In my mind, the first thing that popped up was, get him. And you've been listening to Andrew Collins and Jamel McGee tell the story of how their lives intersected. And my goodness, the test is what Jamel called it. When we come back, their story continues. A crooked cop, an innocent man, and an unlikely journey of forgiveness and friendship here on Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future it's a degree you can be proud of a degree that employers will trust and respect purdue global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals these include associate bachelor's master's and doctoral degrees and certificates Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. 
You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we return to Our American Stories. Jamel McGee spent three years in federal prison, and not a day went by that he didn't think about his son, we had never seen, and the crooked cop who had kept Jamel from seeing him. For most of those three years, Jamel writes in his book, Convicted, I promised myself that if I ever saw this cop again, I was going to kill him. I intended to keep that promise. Here's Jamel and Andrew picking up with the moment the two saw each other for the first time in a park back home. Here's Jamel. In my mind, the first thing that popped up was Get him. Get him. Now he's here. He's in front of you. All that I was feeling in the prison was back on my shoulders. Everything. And now he's in my face. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's time. Let's get him. So I go over there. Beeline stuck on my hands. I said, hey, you remember me? And he said, yeah. And when he said it, I squeezed him. And in my mind was two things. It was myself again telling me to hit him. Hit him. What are you waiting on? You're taking too long. Hit him. Then God was like, hey. (laughs) God was like, hey, I got this. Get out of my way. I got this. Step out of my way. Let me avenge this for you. I got this. I can do far more than you ever can. So I'm like, hmm, hit him. <laughs> hit him. And my son was right there, and I was just like, just explain to my son why I missed out on these years of his life, because I'm having a hard time doing it. And I was like, I didn't do something first that the world, everybody thought and knew that I probably was going to do anyway. I didn't do it. And I, I let him go, and I walked away. And each step I walked away, I felt lighter. I felt better. Me too. <laughs> and the closer I got to the curve, I began to think, Man, that's over with. I'm gonna leave that to God where it was supposed to be. I can't do nothing about it anyway. Forget it, I'll never see him again anyway. There you go. (laughs) I still see him. But after that, I saw him every day. Um, I could leave the store or be walking down the street or riding down the street on my bike and I would see him everywhere I went and I'm like, Man, God, was I supposed to do something to him? Like, I don't know what was, why am I seeing him so much? And um, I found that out later, four years after yeah. that. Yeah, so I'll pick back up and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna basically, we're gonna give you 
five years, four years, whatever it was, four years of history in nine minutes and 46 seconds. Ready? Strap in your seatbelts. So I start working for this place called the Mosaic CCDA, Christian Community Development Association. Association. Uh, It has three social enterprises, a cafe, a resale store, and a full-scale lawn care company. Cafe Mosaic, if you all have ever been there, downtown Benton Harbor, great place to go get a coffee. So I'm working there as the cafe manager in Benton Harbor, having reconciliation stories with people, feeling like God has called me. This is great. This is awesome. There's another part of the program called Jobs for Life, where people from the community, maybe they've got felonies on their record. Maybe they've never had a job before and they need a little bit of hand up. They don't need a hand out. They need a hand up because they want to do something with their life. They graduate Jobs for Life and then they either get absorbed into one of our social enterprises or they went out and got jobs with uh, a community people that we had made uh, contact with. Everybody in Jobs for Life, every student, ended up with a mentor. Anybody putting two and two together yet? <laughs> One day, Miss Princella comes down because she runs Jobs for Life. She says, hey, there's this guy in my class called Zuki. Do you know Zuki? I want to introduce you guys to my, my friend Zuki. Hi, uh, my nickname. I said, no, I know the street name. I've heard it, but I don't think I know him personally. Don't think we ever met. Would you be his mentor? God has laid it on my heart that you should be his mentor. <laughs> God's funny, right? <laughs> so I say, you know my story, Miss P. You know what I've done in this city. I don't know if I've affected his family. Why don't you go ask him uh, what he thinks about it? So Jamel, in two minutes or less, what did that conversation sound like? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it was like um, she came over and was, I was sitting in class. Everybody had a mentor. And she was like, yeah, we finally got your mentor. She was like, yeah, God has laid it on my heart for you two guys to be mentor, mentee. And... Um, I don't know if you guys had any history together, but um, yeah, I think you guys should be mentoring. I'm like, okay, get on with it. Who is it? And she's like, Andrew Collins. And I'm like, no, (laughs) no way. There's no way I'm doing that. And she was like, okay, fine. We'll get you somebody else. And I'm like, wait a minute, Miss P. That was my decision. Let me pray on that real fast. Cause I don't want no more of my decisions to affect my life. This was my decision. So I wanted to be God's decision. So I prayed and I opened my eyes and there was a book on my desk and there was two figures on a um, mountain that was written in words and it was one pulling the other one up. I was like, all right, God, you got it. So it's evident, this is what you want. This is the path you want me to take. I'm gonna take it. So he comes walking through the, the cafe doors. I'm like, an hour and a half later, hey, Jamel, come on, have a seat. So we sit down. I say, hey, uh, I used to be a police officer in the city of Benton Harbor. I did some awful things. If I've ever harmed you or your family, can you let me know? I'd like to apologize for it. And he's smiling at me the whole time. I'm like, what is this dude smiling at? This ain't funny. I'm trying to be serious. Mm-hmm. And I said, so once I got done with my little spiel, I said, look, man, what's so funny? And he just shook his head. He said, man, we already had this talk. I said, we did. He said, yeah, Broadway Park. And I was instantly flashed back to that moment in the park. And I was like, oh, shoot. (laughs) So I'm a Christian now. And I just went to apologize and do, I am so sorry. I felt like God gave me a second chance. I'm so sorry. He said, I know. And he was like offended. I know. I said, dude, there's got to be something I can do. He's like, no, 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 it's over. It's over. You were sorry then. And I trusted that. And I know you are now. You don't have to say it anymore. It's forgiven. It's done. I was like, dude, can we, can we do this mentor thing? He said, I think God wants us to. I think God set this up. I said, man, this is, 
this is blowing my mind, dude. Like four minutes ago, I'm making chocolate chip cookies. Can, can, and now this, like this is this, can we pray? <laughs> He's like, let's pray. So we, we, we bowed our heads right there and we prayed that God would bless this friendship, that God would make uh, basically beauty for ashes, that we give to him our ashes, he gives us back a crown of beauty. And we prayed that and he got up, we said amen, he got up and walked out because he had an appointment to get to and I went in the back and cried like a child because I felt forgiven. <laughs> and then I was, we were meeting every week and I was like, yo bro, we, we need an employee in the cafe and you need a job. Uh, are you, do uh, you need a job? He's like, yeah, I need a job. You know I need a job. I said, well, how about this? Because what if, what if I hire you or what if we hire you and, and you'd be, and what, are you a good worker? Because if I've got to write you up, things are already tense enough, you know, like, ah. <laughs> and he did that. He just smiled at me. This dude's smile. It's like, it breaks down all board. He's like, no, nah, man, no, nah, I got you. I got you. And he started working. He was the best worker I had ever seen. I worked so hard. I'd never seen somebody work so hard in that cafe. So every day I say, thank you, Jamel. Thank you so much for, for putting your all into this. And this is amazing. Thank you. Do you want to hit me? <laughs> He'd be like, what? I'd be like, I just want to check. I just want to make sure. Because I don't want to be at the cash register someday and then just get the big old. I want to make sure I know it's coming if it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no, bro, no, we're good. And now it's like every three or four months I'll ask him while we're on a plane or something. Hey, we, we still good? Or, yeah, we're good? All right. Yeah. And listen, y'all, we're finding out some stuff about reconciliation as we walk this thing out. Because I don't know if y'all notice it or not, but I'm white. I mean, I'm, I'm a little darker skinned than most, but I am white. And he's black. We get this. We get that this speaks to our nation right now. And we don't think we have all the answers, but we think we have a piece of it. And the piece we think that we're holding on to right now is reconciliation. We met a woman who, who, said, who came down front and said, look guys, I just need you to help me pray because I just need to forgive my mom. She hurt me so bad 18 years ago. And I'm understanding that if I, I'm starting to treat my child the way she was treating me because I'm holding on to this. And we were like, yeah, yeah, where's she at? Bring her down. Let's, let's get her down here. We'll all pray together. She's been dead for 18 years. She was holding on, harboring that unforgiveness for 18 years. And the person couldn't do anything about it. So apology, forgiveness, but that's only two pieces. For reconciliation, you've got to come together. The more I get to know this man, the more I love him as an individual, the more I love him as a person, not as a black man, but as a man. And a terrific job on the production and storytelling by Greg Hengler. And a special thanks to Andrew Collins and Jamel McGee for sharing their remarkable journey. And also a special thanks to Torres Montgomery for sharing the audio of this remarkable story. What a story indeed about big things like forgiveness and reconciliation. And what a stud Jamel is. What a man. The story of so much here about God, about faith, about forgiveness, and ultimately about racial reconciliation and real human reconciliation. The story of a crooked cop, an innocent man, and an unlikely journey of forgiveness and friendship here on Our American Stories. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.